The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome to the show, everyone, as we continue this year to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the signing of the Americans with Disabilities Act. And, as you all know, this month, the month of October, is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And we have a really great day coming tomorrow, and that would be Disability Mentoring Day. If you don't participate, you should third Wednesday of every October, a day that high school students with disabilities go on site for one day job shadowing. And I want to tell you, it makes such a difference. It makes a big difference. Um, I wanted to also mention to you as a reminder that we have coming up November 10th, the Bender Virtual Career Fair for the Employment or People with Disabilities. This is something we're so proud of. As you all know, this is our 20th year anniversary for our company, Bender Consulting. But this virtual career fair is free to people with disabilities. The person that pays the fee are, of course, the companies, and we have companies participating like ANSYS, Procter & Gamble, Southwest Airlines, PNC, uh, the National Security Agency, and it's a day that you as a company can go in and interview people with disabilities. But if you are, so if you're a business, love to talk to you. If you're a person with a disability, Make sure you go to our website, BenderConsult.com. Make sure you get in on that upcoming virtual career fair. So here we are this month celebrating Disability Employment Awareness Month. And as you all well know, and you've heard me say this before, part of employment is access. Because if you have a website and it's not accessible, or applications that aren't, then how are you going to get people with disabilities to work at your company? They go hand in hand. And that is why I am so excited to have two extremely successful entrepreneurs and business leaders who also are affiliated on the board of AudioEye, which is a really innovative new company in the area of accessibility that I believe is going to make a huge, very huge difference. Now, I know these two men personally. They really are wonderful. So it is an honor for me to welcome to the show Dr. Carbettis and Todd Bankofir. Welcome to the show. Joyce, thank you for having us. It's a pleasure being on here, Joyce. 
Well, it's a pleasure to have you. And I thought maybe so our listeners across the country know a little bit more about you. I thought you could take a moment and tell everyone a little bit about you and your background. So, Carr, how about if we start with you? Oh, thanks, Joyce. Yeah, my, mine is a few twists and turns. Uh, started out as a consultant, uh, became a, a government appointee and official uh, in Guam, uh, which included being a territorial taxation commissioner for a while. Um, and then I, I went off to graduate school to get a doctorate, uh, became a professor uh, at the Arizona State University in business, uh, concentration of my research in finance, and then uh, found myself uh, becoming a serial entrepreneur at some point along the way. And, uh, and, and really was in that, uh, being an entrepreneur is where I discovered and being an investor in companies that were doing interesting things, especially technology companies, is where I discovered audio. i tell you a little bit more about that, but I want to give Todd a chance to tell you his background. Oh, yeah, thanks, Carl. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a much uh, <laughs> diverse guy myself. I'm an eclectic background, but for me, it really started with growing up on a cattle ranch outside of Reno, Nevada. <laughs> I mean, that's where I really learned my work ethic, and I always start with that because I, I think to this day, I always look back on all those uh, hardworking days and say that's where it all began. It's where I learned how to work, and so I'm proud of that. Um, but I've had a very diverse background as well. I've had an opportunity to work in government. I worked on Capitol Hill for five years for a United States senator as, and as part of an administration. I've been able to work for nonprofits, which I think has been a wonderful <clears throat> experience, being able to make a difference in a community and across the country. But as Carr said, you know, we get into this entrepreneurship and you just can't seem to leave it alone. So I've had uh, stints with numerous companies in telecom, IT, solar, renewables, uh, property management, and real estate. And so it's just been fun to uh, watch companies grow. And and uh, actually during the recession, I think I got my MBA um, because it was probably the toughest time ever to, to manage companies. But we did it and we survived through them and that's probably where I learned the most. Well, that was quite a time to go through, so I'm sure that you did. But I, um, I, I'm very interested in that background of yours. I'm that that's interesting to see uh, because I do believe that's probably where you got those work ethics from working on a ranch. Yep, I'm c- completely convinced of that. Well, you know, Carr, you know, Joyce, now, I talked about. This is Carr again. I, I talked about my professional background, and I appreciate Todd bringing a little color to his to the realities of his personal life too. I I grew up uh, the son of a minister uh, who spent an enormous amount of energy and time in places like New Guinea, uh, in uh, in remote areas, and doing incredibly interesting work with a great deal of compassion. Uh, so I grew up actually overseas and spent uh, a lot of time in various parts of the world, although we were based in Australia. And uh, it's, it's probably an important part of my background as well from a personal side that's influenced the way I see the world and, uh, and what I think is important in, you know, when, we're, when we're doing whatever we're doing in life. Um, and it's definitely been influential. I have always, well, that is also a fascinating background. So now I know, also I know both of you have very high integrity, and I'm sure it relates back to what you just talked about, but also just being throughout other parts of the world, it gives you such, such a bigger way of thinking about things, and it reminds us, 
that really now today other parts of the world aren't just aren't that far away with technology and globalization and how everything has changed. So, yeah, that well, you both have a very interesting background, and you both got brought to uh, knowing AudioEye. So, Carr, uh, what is AudioEye? You're the chair of the board, the chairman of the board. Why don't you tell our listeners about AudioEye? Yeah, uh, you know, AudioEye uh, is is really about making all websites and any digital content, thinking of PDF-type documents or others, just fully accessible. And it really started because we know there's 5 to 10% of the universe of the population out there that has access to technology that's still denied the full access. And there's really nothing that can be done about it unless the publisher of the content, the websites themselves, the companies or the government enterprises or the universities, are making that content accessible by doing the right thing, if you will, when they, uh, when they write the code or the technology to support all of that content. And so we, we are in the business of making that content fully accessible and to the broadest audience possible, which really reach, reaches beyond uh, a person with disability. And we believe in just making, making the, 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 the content accessible to as many people as you can in the most friendly fashion possible, and that can really only be done by working with the publishers, those government entities, those uh, companies trying to sell products or services, or universities and others. Well, so the product then makes the website, and it can make the applications accessible also? Yes, it can. I mean, we... We use uh, you know, we use a patented and a pretty flexible technology that's, that that we would say is very low risk for implementation for our corporate clients or government entities and others. They merely install. We use something called the JavaScript. It's a technical term, but it's a it's a simple way for them to implement our solution that will retain all of the native structure. So, if they have a website that's got a menu system, we don't mess with it. We might be able to change the colors for you to black and white or to other colors if there's a colorblind user who's trying to engage at the website of our client, but we don't touch the content. We make it talk. We do great things to it to make it more accessible. If you couldn't use a mouse and you can use a keyboard, you have the ability to navigate around a website, or if, if it's the, the opposite, um, you can use a mouse, not a keyboard, or a keyboard, not a mouse. Uh, if you have low vision and you would like to to blow up the screen and see it in larger font size. We can do those sorts of things that are user-defined uh, by just simply implementing our technology on the side of that publisher, that company or that government entity or that university or other party that's publishing content. And with AudioEye, and I just want to make sure everyone understands this. I don't know why this is, but frequently when people talk about accessibility, uh, many people think of, oh, this is for someone who is blind. Now, that is true. That is one of the audiences, but it includes, of course, people who are deaf or people with learning disabilities or mobility issues. Um, And if I'm right, Car doesn't it also like people just that have a difficult time seeing? Um, it, it really, it's pretty much across the board. Isn't that correct? It, it is across the board, and I think it's important to say that when our when our technology solutions applied, if there is a blind user who has their own assisted technology, they have some an Apple voiceover, you know, technology, or they've they have a Windows system on their computer and they've licensed themselves Jaws. 
which is a you know a popular application for uh, persons with blindness to use to access the websites. What it does is it makes those websites work because most people don't realize this. Most of those websites will not work because they have not been programmed in a way to interact correctly with uh, with this sort of assisted technology designed to help persons with blindness, for example. So that that's an example. You, you, you raised uh, blindness as an example, but what we would do is then make you know make those sites accessible to people who have assisted technology in addition to us trying to reach much, much, much broader universe of, of persons with disabilities. Wow. Well, um, and also, as I'm, I think I mentioned this, but different languages, correct? Yes, absolutely. Yes. So we, we, offer, we offer translation from, for websites into you know, a variety of languages. The last, the last time I heard, I think we were at about 68 uh, native languages wow. that you could translate into. And, that, and we can populate that and grow that if we had special requests. Well, I'll tell you what, this sounds very exciting, and I will be interested in talking to you more. But right now, we've got to go to break. And before we go to that break, I want to thank... Covestro, formerly Bare Material Science, and Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield for being sponsors of this show. We're going to go to break, then we'll be back with Carbettis and Todd Bank of Fear as we talk about AudioEye. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Carr and Todd. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back everyone, and a special shout-out to my good friend Yoshiko, Yoshiko Dart. Keep leading on, Yoshiko. And we are celebrating this month Disability 
Employment Awareness Month and Disability Mentoring Day. Here's some trivia for you. In 1999, Jonathan Young, who reported to President Clinton, called me and said, Joyce, we're going to have a day. We need a day, a day for people with disabilities, and it needs to be about employment. And so came the idea of Disability Mentoring Day, Pittsburgh Bender. We were the first city really doing this other than uh, Washington, D.C., and now we have such a worldwide. It's wonderful what happens for youth. So if you don't know about it, go to AAPD. That's AAPD.com so you can get information for next year. Well, we're going to get back to our two great guests here, Dr. Carbettis, the Executive Director and Chairman of the Board of AudioEye and Advisory Board Member Todd Bank of Fear. And, Todd, um, I wanted to ask you, we were talking earlier before break to Carr um, about AudioEye. You specifically, I wanted to ask you, why, why did you want to join this board? Why were you interested? Well, as you know, a, a relatively new member to the advisory board, I can tell you that it really starts with the guy that's on the phone here with me, Dr. Carbettis. I mean, uh, to know him, uh, to know he's a man of integrity, a man of faith, and just a man who gives so much of his time and, and uh, treasure, and I just uh, just have such a high regard for him. So when I was asked, of course, it was a it was an honor to say yes. So that's where it starts. And, you know, I, we were mentioning off the line about uh, Jerry McCleary and Covestro. I mean, it just, it just emanates from a gentleman like him, and I can say it just, it's, it's repeated in Carbetta. So I can tell you that's really a lot of why I wanted to join this board. But more importantly is, is that we have a mission of inclusion at AudioEye, and that's really what captivated my, my mind and my heart. As Carr said, you know, 5 to 10% of the world's population is unable to access web content. And uh, I can just say we're hell-bent to fix that. <laughs> and that was really a lot of the impetus to put me on the board. And uh, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Well, I have to tell you, if you want to meet two people that once you meet them, you'll say, well, this audio line must be awesome. It's Todd and Carb. I have to tell you, I'm so proud to be affiliated with this, with AudioEye. Um, and I know, all my listeners know how I am. You know, I'm black and white. You know how I'm about integrity. And you know it takes a lot for me to endorse something. But I would endorse AudioEye because um, I think it's going to help more people have accessibility. I think it's a very innovative and revolutionary product, but what you just said, Todd, it always starts with who's at the top. So um, I feel the same way about both of you. And since we're talking about values, as a matter of fact, um, Carr, I know uh, that you do have very strong morals and values. Uh, From a governance perspective, what's that at AudioEye? Yeah, th- thanks, Joyce. Hey, I, before I even answer your question, I feel like I need to make a comment. We're talking about accessibility and we're talking about inclusion. Um, you know, I'm humbled by the fact that I'm on the phone with Joyce Bender. Uh, when we talk about those things, this has been a passion and pursuit of yours that's been reflected in your own life for so long as we've come to learn. Uh, 
and uh, and we're we're honored to have you know Tony Coelho as a formal member of our board of directors, uh, who of course is uh, a stalwart in this area, and well known and recognized for his you know many contributions, um, you know as you know uh, credited as certainly one of the co-authors, if not the author, really at the the bottom line of the American Disabilities Act. So. So, uh, so I just think it's really important that you know that we say we're. I'm relatively new. While I got, in, I've been involved with AudioI really since inception. Um, we're really continuing to learn and understand the impact that we can have on this community. That's just unacceptable that they're not included. Um, and so, all right. So back to your question, uh, Joyce. Sorry, I uh, I got off topic a little bit. But but you know, I think the bottom line is when in assuming this role. It's very, very simple, and that is you live by the golden rule. Um, and that's what's expected in the conduct of what we do at this company, what we do with shareholders. We need to show stewardship of capital when we are provided capital. People are giving us their money and entrusting us. The notion is to, is to, uh, to treat that capital like it is our own, uh, to be respectful of it, uh, and to use it wisely. And to, you know, there's sort of a, uh, uh, something I communicated in taking over this role um, earlier in the year was that I'd said to every employee that nobody is above reproach. No one, no one should be given any exemption to that standard of the golden rule. And if anyone to, were to observe uh, my behavior being anything less than what than should be expected under that rule, that it needed to be challenged, that my board would need to hear. Um, if anything ever was uh, deviating from what should be expected of that type of stewardship. And I think culturally that's, what, that's really what we've tried to emphasize. And I am really proud of the team that's, uh, that's here at AudioEye. And uh, it's been you know, an honor, for example, to be able to attract people like Todd to the advisory board uh, where he's become an active participant. Don't you believe that values make a difference long-term in not only the success of the company, but just the type of people that work for the company. Absolutely. I think you set the tone and the culture, uh, have that expectation of yourself. You know, I was on the phone with the president and CTO earlier this morning, and I, and I, and I asked him this question. When you're going to bed at night, are you still thinking about, is Car Bettis in his role, and am I in my role, and are our employees in their role doing the right thing by the parties that we interact with? Are we doing the honorable thing? Are we following through on our commitments? Are there any places where we could be doing something we're not doing or that we've forgotten to do something we should do? And I, and I think we all need that reminder, um, but it is, uh, it is the way in which we should live our lives and expect that of employees, and hopefully you attract then the people who like that set of values and enjoy coming to work knowing those are the principles in which you're going to go work really hard to try to make a difference in the world. I agree well, with that so have, much. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say I agree with that so much that I just wanted to step in for a second. I mean, I, I just loved being able to listen to Jerry last week, Jerry McCleary, talk about, you know, the <clears throat> everyone deserves an opportunity in this world. And I, Carb, you know, he just breathes breathe that every day. As we talk about the, the the eventual customer out there that's going to be able to access, you know, the largest commerce platform in the world or the largest educational platform in the world, and there's no reason why somebody shouldn't have an opportunity to do that. And that's just a strong mission statement for this company. And it's it's, it's uh, it starts with Car, and we uh, 
we carry it out through our entire employee employee um, uh, group and our and teammates. So it's 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 um, it's part of our DNA, Joyce, and uh, we just strongly believe it. I think you can hear it in both of our voices. Yes, and I know you mean it. And uh, I'll tell you, that's what impresses me so much because it doesn't matter what the product is if you don't have the right people behind it. It, it really, that, that is what makes all the difference because credibility and character and reputation, there is no price tag that you can put on that. But, hey, we have a question here from Dan in Miami, and the question is, is AudioEye going to be used throughout the world? Wow. We, we, certainly, have that, uh, we certainly have that objective. Um, and I, I think the easiest way for us to do that is to, uh, is to see the impl- deployment of our technology and solution for global enterprises. So our, our first way to do that would be when you think of you know, um, uh, any company that has global reach where we can impact that that is U.S.-based, that is our first and easiest way to see global reach. But we, uh, we absolutely, it is, uh, it is scalable, cost-effectively scalable, and, uh, and can be used throughout the world, for sure. Because part two to that question is, uh, well, it's actually a comment, because there are countries throughout the world, such as Asia and parts of Africa, where even if they did have technology, many times it is not accessible, and I hope to see the day that that ends. Oh, absolutely. We, we believe that as well. I mean, that's, that's the ultimate dream because for every individual across this globe, there's, there's, uh, there's a need for accessibility at times, whether you're able or unable. Um, so it's, uh, as Carr said, a dream and uh, definitely something that uh, we think about quite a bit. And that's why we have the 68-plus native languages to go with it. Hey, Joyce, can right, I make, and we uh, have, can a, I make a We have comment? another question. I'm sorry, okay, go no, ahead. No, good. No, I'd rather hear the question. Okay. We have a Linda uh, from Kansas, and the question is, were you shocked when you found out how few people do not have access? I can speak to that immediately. I Just coming into this, uh, I mean, I used to manage an IT company with developers and coders and people that <laughs> built websites and I'm thinking back on those days and thinking, how many times did we actually have a conversation about making those sites accessible? Very limited. And I know this was, you know, four or five, six years ago, but that still was a time when we, you know, websites were being developed. And how come it wasn't integrated into the classrooms to begin with and then into the IT companies across this country where you develop skills to understanding think like uh, somebody with a disability while you're coding. Um, it's starting to happen today. It's, it's great to see that uh, being played out in, in curriculums across the country in schools, but not as much as it should be. Um, so I feel like we uh, missed an opportunity when, when the Internet was created to immediately, especially based on the ADA in 1980, coming around, we should have been the first thought. So... You know, there's time to be made up, and I think we've come, come a long way, but we still have a long way to go. 
Yeah, hey Joyce, if I can just uh, if I can just comment as well. Yes. Uh, come, I, I was com- completely shocked, and you know we've talked a lot about leadership from the top, but but I'm not the technology genius or the person seeking the patents initially on this because you know our founders really identified a problem and went to try to solve that problem, and our technology team uh, has been incredibly powerful and effective, and they were able to be assembled that predated my involvement, you know, as the chairman. So there were lots of people who identified the problem, and and I was uh, I was shocked uh, when I started understanding the magnitude of the issue and the lack of accessibility. Uh, and the, you know, I think the assumption was people with assisted technology, for example, persons with blindness, would have their own tools and they would be able to just access stuff. And that is uh, completely flawed and wrong. And I think. Uh, I was certainly shocked, and I think everyone I talked to who's not closely associated with this community in some way uh, is uh, just does not have that knowledge. So the lack of awareness, uh, you know, public and popular awareness about the problem uh, is still there. There's a there's there's a lot of education to be done. Yes, and I always say someday, years and years in the future, they'll be saying. Do you know they used to have conferences about hiring people with disabilities and why you should do that? And do you know there was a time that if you were blind or deaf that you wouldn't be able to use uh, software or website that day? Someday that day will come. But sadly, 25 years ago we wrote the ADA, and still today, um, as I was just on a webinar earlier today, for BAE systems, and I was telling them that only 19.1% of people with disabilities are even participating in the labor force versus 68.2% for people without disabilities. So we still have a long way to go, but at least we're moving forward. And we're going to talk a lot more about that in the next half hour. But if you just tuned in, we're talking to Dr. Carb Bettis, the executive director and chair of the board of AudioEye and advisory board member Todd Bankerfair. Both of these men, great men talking about a great new product. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Since 1985... 
Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show, everyone. We're talking to Dr. Carr Bettis, Executive Director and Chair of the Board of AudioEye and Advisory Board Member Todd Bankafier. And we are so excited to have both of them on and to talk about this great new product. Um, So, Todd, you really see and have come to see so many things about the disability community, I do have a question for you, um, and then, Carr, you also. You see that Americans with disabilities have the highest unemployment of any group. I'll ask you first, Todd, why, why do you think that is? I mean, well, from a, a businessman perspective, why yeah, do you well, think that is? Like like our sort of misunderstanding about uh, access to the to the internet and to people's websites. I mean, that's a I haven't met a person yet that doesn't agree with the fact that everybody should have access to that. So it's just sort of a, an educational thing that just doesn't seem to transcend as fast as we'd like it to. Same goes for hiring. Um I just think there's a unfortunately a uh you know, a lack of understanding about um, things like the accommodations for a disabled person and and the concern for costs and all those things that just seem to get in people's uh, mindset so they don't really get educated about it. And that's unfortunate because, as you said, uh, uh, the, the um, unemployment rate uh, should not be at 14 15% for those with disabilities across this country. That's... Uh, we, we hire people in our firm. We've got people with disabilities, and I'll tell you, I wouldn't trade them for anybody. They're, they're, they're just um, hardworking and, and able um, to do anything like anybody else. And so why would we not be more educated about something like that? Um, just really comes down to education. I know you know that better than anybody. You're the ambassador. So be interested in your your thoughts as well. Well, I will give you my thoughts, but first, Carr, I wanted to ask you, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I, I I think of it as a form of, you know, a discrimination. And when I think about discriminations in general, uh, I do think it's a lack of education and, you know, you know what I would call innocent ignorance, you know, or fear of the unknown, uh, having to reach beyond yourself to try to understand. And I... I think all those things drive, you know, uh, most forms of discrimination anyway. Not necessarily evil intent, 
You know, just no. ignorance and lack of information or education, as Todd was describing it. So I, I, we have our work cut out, um, you know, to, to educate, uh, to try to break down those barriers. And, and like Todd said, I'm, I, I'm a novice here, and Todd is too in that sense. I've certainly developed a pretty pro- strong perspective about it, but, uh, but I'm anxious, like Todd, to hear, you know, to hear your views and thoughts as well. Well, my opinion is that, and I know many people have heard me talk about this, but sadly there is a stigma. There is a stigma that people with disabilities are inferior to do the job or would cost a lot of money or the accommodations would be, uh, as, you know, as you said. But I've noticed that since Section 503 of the Rehab Act, where federal contractors now are obligated for the first time to have affirmative action for employing people with disabilities, that they are very nervous at the beginning. Um, it is a form of discrimination. That is what I think it is, uh, based on, you know, really thinking things that are so far-fetched about people with disabilities. You know, I know that when I grew up, and it still is like this today, there are people that they will not tell anyone they have a disability. Why? Because they're ashamed and because they fear they'll be treated differently. You know, and that is part of how... What does that mean? That means that they think you think they can't do the job. So I always say the way you break that barrier down is you hire someone. Because the more people you hire with a disability, the bigger impact it is going to have on changing someone's mind. You have to see it right there in the workforce, you know, because it's all about bottom line and you've got to see that it works. Um, And by the way, with that, Karin Todd, with that goes accessible technology. So really this employment and accessibility go hand in hand. Absolutely. So I wanted to ask you uh, one question, Todd. You're very experienced and successful as an entrepreneur. When you got brought into AudioEye, in addition to CAR, I mean, what made you think this would be so successful? No, well, first of all, I'm humbled by your introduction for that question. But as uh, as you know, as, as an entrepreneur, Joyce, I mean, you, you're constantly thinking about you know how to solve many of life's issues and complications. And in this case, Audio Eye is really addressing one large, huge issue, as we've talked about for the last half hour, and that is the uh, issue of accessibility and usability of digital platforms. You know, the drive the commerce and education and communication of the world, and that's the Internet. Um, you know, AudioEye has probably spent almost close to eight years perfecting and patenting new technologies that um, have been able to open up the accessibility to that 5 to 10% of the world's population that's currently denied equal access. I think it's the leading technology uh, and as Carb mentioned, the cost-effective and l- very low intrusive way that we can modify a website to allow somebody to be accessible, that really is <clears throat> the, uh, the value proposition for this product. I mean, when we think about that 5 to 10%, you know, how many companies spend tons of marketing dollars, tons to try and attract that 1% to 2% of new market share? Well, for a cost-effective way to, to allow people in 5 to 10% range of people to now access that 
somebody's website to do commerce or to be educated or to communicate, <clears throat> you're now going to be able to do that in such a much uh, in a much more cost-effective way than the marketing dollars that'll go to try and get one to two percent of increase. I know marketing people out there would die to add one percent market share <laughs> to their their current um, market share, and it just it. Um, it allows AudioEye to really be successful in a way that <clears throat> for the customer, our customers out there, um, in a very cost-effective and, le- and uh, least intrusive, intrusive way. So I, I share the um, excitement about our product because it's, uh, and as an entrepreneur, because I really see the problem that it solves and I see us doing it in a very cost-effective way. So there is the value prop in a, in a long-winded sentence. <laughs> Oh, no, I think that's very good, um, and I think it explains it very well. You know, I have one question before we go to break for both of you. Um, so I always feel young people with disabilities, of course, young people in general, can learn from others, you know, learn to be uh, successful by seeing other successful people, what they've done. And often when you meet that person that has accomplished so much in their life and been successful, someone influenced them or inspired them. And I wanted to ask each of you that question, Carr. Uh, who was it that influenced you or inspired you uh, to, you know, believe in yourself and become as successful as you've been? You know, I, I hear this question and get this question, uh, you know, a lot, and I, <laughs> I have maybe an unconventional answer. I, I've come to, to believe, and, I, you know, I see this, I'm, uh, I care a lot about my faith, uh, sort of the models around, uh, 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 you know, faith and belief. I boil it down to this, and that's anybody I interact with and have interacted with in my life, which includes my father and some other people who are close friends who've figured out that doing the right thing, even when it requires personal sacrifice or some form of sacrifice on your own where you have something to lose, but you're willing to do the right thing anyway. And I've encountered those people in my life. They are the most influential people in my life um, because I think ultimately they are in the right place. So I can't point to, I've had certainly mentors and individuals along the way that are impactful, but I do still believe those are the most impactful and most important people in my life's journey. Well, that's very powerful. What about you, Todd? What would you say? Well, you know, I, I hear Carr say impactful, and I, I immediately have to go probably to my grandparents um, who grew up on a cattle ranch and still found the time to get involved in the community that was probably 10 to 20 miles away from from uh, from where they lived. Um, my grandfather became the mayor of my hometown, and my grandmother was very actively involved in numerous charities, and I saw them work all hard, hard all day long and then go at night to, <clears throat> to town and do their work as uh, community servants, and I just really learned that that value structure from them, and I'm grateful for that. It makes all the difference. It definitely does. Well, hey, I know if you just joined in and you're hearing part of the show, you can tell your friends to go back because it will be archived on my website, BenderConsult.com, and VoiceAmerica.com because we've been talking to Dr. Carbettis. 
the executive director and chair of the board of AudioEye, and Todd Bankerford, the advisory board member. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Todd and Carr. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than three million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Welcome back, everyone. We have been talking the past hour to Dr. Carr Bettis, the Executive Director and Chair of the Board of AudioEye, and Todd Bankafir, the Advisory Board Member to AudioEye. Two great men, two entrepreneurs talking about what I believe is a revolutionary new product. Uh, please make sure, AudioEye, check it out. Uh, go to my website to hear the show or go to their website, and that's Audio Eye Incorporated, Audio E-Y-E, Audio Eye. Um, well, we already have been hearing a little bit, Carr and Todd, about who influenced you and inspired you. Um, my next question, and you know what, I've asked these last two questions for... 13 years, and for some reason, question number nine seems to be the hardest for everyone, which is that you have accomplished so much in your lives. What do you consider your greatest accomplishment, Carr? Um, I can see why that's a hard question, uh, Joyce, and I, for, I thought about it when, when I realized that, like you say, you asked this question, um, so I... I think that the greatest accomplishment is being able to be a father. I can't say how it will turn out necessarily, but I'm the father of three daughters. Uh, having that opportunity uh, to be in that role uh, and uh, seeing the maturation and growth of uh, of my kids has been in- in- incredible. And uh, I'm hoping that in the rearview mirror when people judge me and when I'm no longer around, 
uh, they'll see uh, they'll see the right stuff reflected, uh, you know, in the in the legacy that uh, that's left. And uh, not that they can't make independent choices, and they're going to. But uh, but I, I'd say that's the the really exciting part, and, and hopefully the hopefully will be known for that accomplishment. Well, that is a great accomplishment, and I'm sure that that will happen. What you said, uh, if anything like you've been on this show, and as I know you are, I can't imagine how they wouldn't all be awesome. Uh, how about you, Todd? Well, yeah, he had the advantage of going first, so <laughs> there's no doubt that uh, fatherhood uh, is important to me. Um, I lost my father when I was 10 years old, and so I know uh, the struggle of not of growing up without a father, and so being a father to three beautiful, two beautiful girls, they're teenagers now, and my son... Uh, who's also a beautiful person. Um, I am by far. That's the first thing that comes out of my mind, into my mind when I think of um, accomplishments in my life. I everything else is a distant second. Um, and I so like Carr, we're we're extremely proud. Uh, we're blessed. We have healthy kids, and um, they're they're all trying to make it through this crazy world right now and it's uh it's great to, to watch them uh, especially i mine are a little bit older than cars and being in college is a you know not only expensive but it's uh <laughs> it's a challenge i think for kids today so um, i'm i'm really proud of what they've done i think and i think todd i know your kids to some extent as well and uh, i know all all six of the ones we're talking about yeah, all are trying to make a difference in the world, um, and I think that's this generation, this younger generation, is got is getting a reputation for thinking beyond just themselves right now, and that's a pleasant thing to see. Certainly, seeing it reflected in, uh, you know, in the, in the kids that we're talking about right now. Oh, that is so true. That is so true, and uh, it is refreshing. You do not know how many young people uh, in colleges will contact me and say, "What could we do to help you?" I mean, it is amazing that I want to be involved in something that makes a difference. And there are so many wonderful young people, and there are so many very wonderful young people with disabilities. You know, you just have to give everyone that chance, that opportunity, a chance to work. And don't forget, by the way, all you businesses, the Bender Virtual Career Fair, November 10th. Make sure you sign up, and if you're a person with a disability, there is no charge. It is free for students and alumni with disabilities to attend. Just go to BenderConsult.com. Last question. Carr, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Yeah, I'm I'm still uh, struck and hung up on the notion that we just cannot assume that those around us... um, who have obvious disabilities are being treated equally or that they have what they need. Um, that, uh, you know, it's really important that we're thinking about how we can be helpful. Uh, and that, again, is what AudioEye is, is trying to do with this technology and innovative technology and patented solutions. But, uh, but it goes beyond a little beyond that, and that is we just don't know what people around us are dealing with. Some forms of disabilities are not readily apparent to us by brief interactions. And it's back to uh, to seeing what difference we can make uh, for the people around us and treating them the way we're being treated. And I'm not not doing it in a preaching way because that's the challenge I have uh, myself, uh, you know, every day. 
Um, there are people around us with all different forms of uh, disabilities that, uh, that they're dealing with, and, uh, and we have an opportunity to really, really make a difference. We should. And how about you? How about you, Todd? Well, you know, I just, uh, I'm reminded, I look at our marketing uh, material, and on there we have a quote that's uh, from Stephen Hawking that talks about, you know, disability need not be an obstacle to success. You know, as a human race, we have a moral obligation to remove barriers to participation, end quote, Stephen Hawking. I mean, really, it's important that we realize that we do have a moral obligation to make... Um, accessibility and usability of the the grandest uh, invention in the world, and and uh, whoever just whoever invented it, Al Gore, whoever, it's 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 irrelevant. The bottom line is there is a huge world. Today's physical infrastructure is opening up a laptop. You know where, where we were eighty in twenty five years ago with ADA getting, you know accessibility to physical infrastructure. The physical infrastructure of today is the Internet, and um, there's no difference. For somebody to have access to that or not have access to that is just wrong. So I, I personally, as a, as a member of this business, I mean, I'd like to speak to all those company decision makers out there that have websites. You know, There's a large market share of people out there that are available and wanting to buy your products and services and for an extremely cost-effective method, you can gain access to opening up access to all those that five percent of the five to ten percent of the people. And um, I just want to leave with that message that um, there is an ability to gain market share, and um, we hope that. Uh, you, that uh, you've learned a little bit about audio I today and our mission, and then uh, don't hesitate to give us a call because we'd love to talk to you about it. And I want to also mention, uh, going on what Todd just said, if you are the mother, father, sister, brother, spouse, partner, whatever it is, of someone with a disability that wants to buy something from Nordstrom's or Amazon or wherever it is, but more importantly now, if they want to apply to a company and they can't get in, let me just tell you, you know you were talking about that m- the, the money power out there? Yep. Families, don't forget, who includes people with disabilities. Hey, Carr, um, if in- anyone's interested in AudioEye, do they go to AudioEye.com? Absolutely. AudioEye.com has information about us, contact information, um, and uh, and that's probably the best way to get to get access to us. Okay, that's audio I one word, and it's e y e audio i dot com. Go check it out. Uh, thank you so much for being with me today, uh, Car and Todd. Loved having both of you on. Thank you so much, Joyce. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Joyce. Well, we end every show with a quote, and today, since we're talking about educating people. The quote for the day is, the highest result of education is tolerance, said Helen Keller. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. 
Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.